everyone welcome to the kick spot you got myself genu park and my friend migs in the house that's right that's right <laughs> sorry it was like a little it was a coffee it was a little <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> um so uh i want to just get a few things across as far as far as social media platforms just so we can go into our uh, major topic. Uh, so if you're listening, we are on Instagram at the underscore kickspot. Uh, we are also on radio for everybody listening um, at 106.3 FM HD2 Santa Ana down here in Orange County. HD2, let's be clear. On HD2 Santa Ana. Uh, we're also in, on um, online platforms, streaming platforms, uh, Spotify and um under kickspot yes and then also on youtube so just search us on youtube and uh, you guys can watch the visuals of our facial expressions especially yes. when uh Biggs has to go to the bathroom he's got this uh you know sour face that has never happened on this show uh, you know beg to differ a little bit that's on break but um man even me trying to be excited is pretty tough uh, mm-hmm. right now um as you know uh within the past week there's been writing um happening and when i say writing not not like the looting it's just writing for for rights um protesting protesting yeah peaceful protests rioting looting i mean the so, whole shebang yeah all, all, the entire nature so yeah um I think with uh, everything going on right now, we want to talk more about, I mean, to figure out what's going on now, like you, you really have to figure out what's going, what happened in the past, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so if you want to talk about anything from the past that, that you're aware of, like, I, and I, I'm bringing up this because I felt like even when everything was happening, I wanted to make sure that. I knew exactly what I was fighting for. And I, I, I still don't have 100%. And this is the reason why I wanted to have an open dialogue with you as well, too. Because me as an Asian American, I'm still ignorant to the fact that what, what has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. So there's only a, a few things that I know of. And so I think this is good for us to kind of talk yeah. about those things. No, and I agree. And I, I think, you know, for, for the listeners, um, what we wanted to have this platform for is to share me and Genu's perspective on things that we want to talk about. And it's just everyday stuff that it's, we already talk about on the yeah. phone. I mean, we talk about this in the car, you know, we talk about it when we're walking down the street, you know, um, but those car ride conversations though, those are fire, yeah. you know? Um, but, you know, and what we want to make sure, you know, that you guys take in is, this is just an educational like we want we want to bring awareness to what's happening in the world and what we want to do is we want we want to educate ourselves you know me and Gino speak you know speaking for Gino and I we want to educate ourselves and then talk talk things through you know and you know if you guys have any comments or feedback yeah we would love them you know uh, just so we could Absolutely. also we could also you know see other people's perspectives and you know and opinions yeah we want to open our minds to yeah we want to open our minds right and you know i have a saying you know ele do you know what that means no 
everybody love everybody. Okay. You know, okay. that's... Yes, uh, sir. I agree with that. Right? Yeah. That was from a movie, by the way. Okay. That's so, a, you're not going to claim any of that. No, I'm not. I'm not. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and it, it's going to be a heavy topic. Um, you know, one of the few topics that we wanted to bring up, Jinu alluded to it earlier, is the history, like how we got to this point today, like the history right the present and then what we could we could do in the future to 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 change certain things to to make a positive change to to be part of the solution that's what we want to talk about so with that said um you know we did a you know a lot of research um obviously we're caught up on social media there's a lot of things going on um and right now i think the biggest thing that happened that sparked some of the movement that's happening all over the world, right? It started here in the United States, and then we we see other countries follow suit, right? Um, and doing their own protests, you know, for injustice. And all in all, to me, I think it, it is about injustice. Um, but it it was rooted because there's a thing called systemic racism in the United States. Right, there's a thing called institutional racism, and what that is is it's it, it's the disparities of wealth, income, criminal justice, employment, housing, healthcare, political power, and education, among other factors, between whites and other minorities, comparing to the white community, right? So, as I learned, like that. You know that term was coined back in the 60s right 67 i think you know um but we're looking and you know and i'm doing my research and there there is i, I learned that i didn't i didn't under really understand what the disparities are until i saw the numbers you didn't you didn't understand it as in like you didn't know how big it was yeah i think it's pretty common i think there's a stigma already that if you're black that you know, you're living in more of a low-income community. Yeah, or if you're a minority, right? Like, if you're a minority. Well, I, I don't know about, like, minority-wise, I think more from the uh, black or Latino communities. Um, like, I'm, I don't even have to look at statistics. It's just, like, what I visually see, whereas, like, the Asian community doesn't have that as much. Um, no, that's true. I'm not going to take, you know, you know, we're, we're going to say we're any better as far as for that, but I just... Like that's just what I visually see in communities is a black and Latino don't have um, as high of an income and there's like a very big gap in between them. No, that's those those are facts. I mean, if we look at the numbers, and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, if if we look at numbers, the average median household income, right, for whites or non-Hispanics, okay, just take a wild guess average median so in the in the middle so with inflation like what year uh i don't know within the last two three years two three years yeah i like living in la probably like no no no, just i'm guessing this is across the nation right if you took the entire 50 50k yeah for whites non-hispanics that's your guess yeah no it's seventy thousand. And this is, you know, 2018 median household income, 70,000 white non-Hispanics. All right. Hi. And you, can you take a guess what blacks and Hispanics earn median household so if it, income? If it's 70, then I'm going to guess 50 for them. 50 for what? For, for, for black, 
Okay. Black and Latino. Uh huh. Okay. Obviously, a lot lower. Yeah. So, Black African Americans, you know, their household median household income is forty one thousand dollars. It's been thirty k. Yeah. Thirty k difference. Yeah. Thirty thousand difference, right? What can you do with thirty thousand? A lot of things. It's a model less. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But you could you could do a lot of things with that. You could buy a lot of food with that. You could be at a better home, right? You could, you could afford a better home. You you can afford a better car. You could take your kids to better schools, right? And Hispanics, Latinos, fifty one thousand median income, right? And then the percent of the community living in poverty, right? Whites, not Hispanic. Again, we're talking about percentage of the community living in poverty. Eight percent living in poverty. If you're white, what what is a poverty defined as in in the U.S.? Um, I don't know. You're probably making a certain income. So probably anybody that could that could qualify for like uh, benefits. Yeah, um, probably state benefits. Like yeah, Medi- Medi-Cal. No Medicare. Medicare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but blacks, right? Um, almost twenty-one percent living in poverty. Almost three times. Yeah. And then Latino Hispanics are 17.6%. So again, when we're talking about institutionalized racism, right? You, you, we're seeing it in the numbers. I mean, we're just talking about percentage of, you know, people living in poverty and median household income, right? I mean, like none of that, none of that is like shocking, right? Like I'm watching the news and you drive down the street on Wilshire Boulevard and then the National Guard is in, in front of Beverly Hills, like blocking those areas. And then in the low-income communities, there was like nobody really there. Like that's what they were protecting. Right. Was like the the, the the rich areas. So it's really not that shocking to see that that's. I mean, the numbers are, are shocking, but I mean the disparity. I mean, you saw that for a long time now, right? And um, there's like this uh ongoing meme that um, was happening you know uh, with Colin Kaepernick and him uh, you know being you know like a uh, kneeling uh, kneeling mm-hmm. um, on like a, a white officer you know but okay and in general that was like the, the meme of like what if this had happened you know and this is this is what Colin Kaepernick was like fighting for uh, the entire time but I think there's a, a deeper meaning uh, behind the oppression that, that's been happening for so long that if you were to ask a normal citizen, why do you think Colin Kaepernick was kneeling down? Like they wouldn't really understand some of the things. And, and still like, I don't understand all of it, a hundred percent of it. You know, I didn't live through that, that lifetime or, you know, I, I obviously grew up, you know, Asian American, like, and I, I don't think that the school system really did a great job to really cover those things. I think, um, you know, politics wise, I think the government um, and the school system, what they do is try to cover up a lot of the things that make you America look great. Um, and so like, and I'll give you an example of this. When the Vietnam War was happening um, in my, I remember in social studies class, it was just one paragraph about the Vietnam War and it never said like who won or lost. And we all know that America had to leave Vietnam War because like the Vietnamese were like, killing everybody they're they're winning i go to korea and my cousin's talking about the vietnam war and there's like a whole entire book on how america lost and then in our our system it had one paragraph right so 
with the oppression of everything happening from the past, I don't think that all of it was really talked about. So I don't know a hundred percent of what it was. Um, but he was kneeling during the Star Spangled Banner. And um, do you know what the Star Spangled Banner was about? Are you talking about what the kneeling was about? Because I know what the kneeling was about. I know why he was kneeling and what it was stood what it stood for. Yeah, just just in general, like because he was kneeling during the Star Spangled Banner, right? Right. So he knelt because he wanted to bring awareness about police brutality. It was never about the flag, right? And lately, the past two to three days, Drew Brees had an interview with Yahoo, stating that the first thing that comes out of his mouth is that. When he says, I, w- I, I never di- agree with anyone. I will never ever agree with anyone that will ever disrespect our American flag. I mean, he completely missed the target because that was not the issue. Cap knelt because he wanted to bring awareness because, you know, our black brothers and sisters are being killed by police officers for a lot of reasons. We don't know what the reason, maybe just because this, you know, the color of their skin. The, and, and that's the thing, right? And like, we're, we're, we're lucky because as Asian Americans, that especially living here in Orange County, like, you know, I mean, you and I grew up in LA also, by the way. So we saw some of this when we were over there living in poverty, me and you, you know, but we, we, we will never ever understand what our black brothers and sisters have gone through, you know, in the past. Right? Because like nobody would go to us or at least, I mean, I've, I've had some that would say a couple racist stuff about Filipinos or me being, me looking like I'm Chinese when I'm not, you know? But we will never fully understood what Kaepernick was feeling to, to bring awareness for everyone else. Like it was, it was such an educational piece for everyone that the NFL missed the mark on that. Yeah, I, I believe in an interview he did bring up um you know, it, it was about police brutality, but also he brought up that even the national anthem was was racist. Right. So he, so you want he to talk brought about that, that Yeah. Yeah. So when I was doing my research, um, I found out that the Star Spangled Banner was written by Francis Scott Key mm-hmm. uh, during the War of 1812. And what the, the War of 1812 was a fight between uh, British soldiers versus the American colonized soldiers. And... Uh, you know, there's a disparity on if uh, a disparity on what what it had to do with whether it was to the U.S. Colon- colonies to take over North America as a as a whole, like up in Canada, because uh, the uh, British um, army was like in, in Canada, right? Or if it had to do with trade, and the British army was already had their own set of different wars that there that were going on around the world. And so what they did was they told and, and they advertised um, that if any black slaves from uh, America would join them, that they would actually become free. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason why a lot of these, um, you know, black slaves ended up, you know, finding different places to go over to to uh, British soil and then fight by uh, with the British, ba- yep. fight for the British because yep. they wanted that freedom. Of course, right. Um, Eventually, long story short, they ended up losing, and Francis Scott Key was actually in one of the battleships that uh, he was a prisoner of of um, of, of uh, British, right? And so, eventually, what happened after America won 
he wrote that's why when he wrote that poem it's actually the star spangled banner is, banner is actual poem and they, there's actually four verses and we only sing the first verse um and so in one of the the verses um it says no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the gra- uh, of the grave and the term hireling and slave was was talking about the people who teamed up with the enemy and so i mean it, it just it does bring a racist connotation towards the fact that you know these people were fighting for their, their their life and fighting for freedom and that's all that they wanted i don't think that they cared about which team that they joined they just wanted right. to be free and it's crazy that we still like i i'm i'm thinking in the future there might be a a, a time where people are going to talk about that and say you know we don't want to you know start singing the star spangled banner we don't want to represent this because this is not what america is about you know it was based off of greed you know people wanted to take over land they wanted to take you know gain the most money gain gain power and the consequence was this mm-hmm. and, and look at the present state now everybody's fighting for it, but i don't want that to be lost in history either i mean there's huge parallels mm-hmm. huge right i mean you were you you talked about you talked about we only we're only seeing the first part yeah so you're saying that the other parts are they're not talked about right they're not talked about but if you look it up that's exactly what it says so let's fast forward to 2020 right we and then you know this is and again we can take this plenty of ways right but we go to it now and the reason why there was a civil war is because people felt oppressed right because people are not being granted their human rights and you know just their basic freedom it's the same thing that's happening today bro right like people still don't like how how do we not learn from that how do we not learn from any of that right and from from the riots from back in the day the la riots right the killings in the past 10 years i mean we i can name you know the recent killings of black african-americans that the killers have not been that are not in jail not convicted right like Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, right? Well, name one person right now. Michael Brown. For Michael me. Brown for you, yeah. right? Yeah. Ahmaud Arbery, right? And then obviously recipe, you know, George recipes, all of them, you know. But we're, we're, it's just so crazy, and and we're we're, I feel like everything's been under the rug, right? Lately, again, perfect example is NFL, right? And now it's being brought into light right we have more power to bring certain things to light now like people are more empowered to speak up right unless you're not unless you're hiding through dms and stuff yeah you know if you have a a strong view about the issues today but you're not voicing it out on instagram or on social and and you're hiding it on dms yeah and i i I really think that people are hiding behind closed doors and really not talking about those issues because they're also not educating themselves on what happened in the past. Yeah. Hence why we're talking about it. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, even, even me, like, you know, I, I wrote a song and, um, I was talking about, this is when I was living in St. Louis, 
I was there during the time when, when Michael Brown um, got shot as well too and, and died. And um, I wrote about that and I posted that on social media. Um, Did you get and, backlash and for I it? I got a bunch of backlash. No, I was, I was looted. I mean, it was like- You were the, looted? <laughs> no, I was, I was the fastest loss in, um, I guess like people, like quote unquote fans or whatever. Um, oh, you lost fans that, that I've ever had. Actually, so you went from like what fifty thousand to, to no, thirty six thousand. No, no, no. no. I, th I think I lost like a good eighty or something like that within within an hour um, after I, I posted that, and I, I did get some DMs like, you know, um, that it was like the wrong cause that people should not be looting. And that was that's that was a, the reference was like looting, and, and I was like, that has nothing to do with it. The, the looters have nothing to do with um, with it. And you guys are blaming like looting as as the the premise of why I'm, I'm posting this stuff. Like it has nothing to do with it, right? But it, it's very very sad to see that people aren't necessarily educating themselves on what happened in history. And it's also sad to see like people that are you know protesting and not really understanding why they're protesting. I think that I mean I see like people try to become like you know, you know social media. You know famous by just taking pictures of themselves and and i find that disheartening too and that, that's obviously the wrong reason that's the wrong cause and if you had to really ask them the questions on why this is the way that it is i'm sure that they couldn't answer that question so i could see from another perspective why people are hating on you know this whole uh you know protesting but the people that are actually doing it right the people that have actually educated themselves i think it's a great example of what needs to happen um, you know, the, the, sen the they're sentencing now, um, you know, from third degree to second degree murder. I mean, if it was never a protest, then there'd be another officer just getting away um, with, with what's happening. Whether or not people agree with what George Floyd um, represented in the past or what he was doing, like there's, there's this like thing where he was, he's shined as a negative person, but in any case nobody has the right to die yeah and, and i think people are just tired of being immune to to the racial problem that we're having in our country like i, I think people are finally just tired of being immune and being numb to the main problem that our country is facing and it just you know 2020 was supposed to be a year for everybody yeah. right and i mean it, it, even for me right like you know I have major events in my life that it's supposed to happen this year, you know, but are being paused right now. But it was also one of those things where the the power of social media just brought a lot of things into light and we're seeing it. I mean, it spread like wildfire, right? There, there's two ways to think about this, right? You either think of it positive, you think of it negative, you know? I think that we're, a lot of people now are bringing change and having major conversations and understanding and educating themselves and having empathy for what our, you know, what the black community has been experiencing all along, right? That you and I will never understand, Yeah. yeah. right? But the, the pain that they've gone through, now the fact that there's, I think there really is gonna be change and reform that is going to happen. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up when a reform is about to happen is the type of leadership that we have in this country, right? 
it's hard for me to watch. You and I came from an industry where we talked about leadership, what, every second? Yeah. And, you know, when we, we talked about leading from the front. We talked about, you know, banning a team together, right? We, we talked about all these items. And we, we talked about the the reason strength in numbers. You know, the Golden State Wars, that was their championship, you know, slogan, strength in numbers, right? I'm a Clipper fan, by the way. I just want to say that we're going to win the championship. But, you know, strength in numbers. We don't have the, the person in front, unfortunately, doesn't understand that this is the time to ban everyone together. Because we're dealing with two crises, JP. We're dealing with COVID, right? Pandemic. And we're, we're dealing now drastically regarding the racial injustice that a lot of people are experiencing. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do uh, is we're going to take a short break. Um, I, I do want to cover um, you know, the, the leadership, uh, the lack of leadership um, and what needs to come out and, so that we can move forward. Yeah. yeah so so yeah. we're just going to take a little quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about those things. You are listening to Kickspot. You are listening to Kickspot. All right, and we are back here at the kick spot. And before the break, we were talking about the inequality uh, in America and talked about kind of the history behind um, what led up to today. Um, and so what we wanted to talk about was more what, what is at the current state. Yeah. And um, I mean, we could have talked about more. Uh, yeah. But obviously, you know, it was kind of like this shortened version of our thoughts and perspective on it i mean we could run like a month on this topic and longer just, than that yeah there's so much history behind it we can't even cover every single thing um but we did bring up you know certain perspectives so just take a listen to the first part of um the podcast and um here at the kick spot so yeah so you and i are big sports fans yep like i think I think we have an appreciation for most sports. Absolutely. You know, you know. Obviously, basketball is our love, right? Absolutely. And you know, second to me is football, um, and then golf, and then baseball, hockey. You know, okay. Tennis. I mean, just just all sports in general. All sports in general, yeah. right? Even Quidditch. You know. Mm. No, nah, I'm just kidding. No, okay, no, no. that's pushing um, it. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's 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 good to see, it's good to see some of our, you know, hero athletes, you know, speak up with 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 everything that's going on, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, when you're a kid, that's these are the people that you look up to. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, that. and it it it's good to see, especially the NBA. I've always said the NBA is the greatest league of all time. You know, no yeah. offense, NFL, MLB, NHL. You guys are great in your own way. Yeah, uh, we're just biased because we play ball. Well, no, no. I mean, I like watching football more than, more oh, than I love basketball. Um, I like playing basketball, but I, I would have never said that, um, maybe like ten years ago, right? Um, about NBA being the best league, and it's just because I have a bitterness towards you know the Sonics leaving um, Seattle. So there, talk about a, that late. Yeah. So there's like a bitterness, but. With everything going on, not even just recently, I think the NBA has done an excellent job just bringing awareness and 
the the community service nba cares i think they've done an excellent job and that's why i buy into the league a lot more now. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think adam silver is the goat yeah, adam silver is the greatest commissioner of our time i think he's done a done a great job i, okay. I agree with that again we can talk about adam silver on another topic yeah. but what i was going to bring up is king james the leader of our league really speaking up and not only speaking up calling people out right calling people out for not understanding you know what his kind of history has gone through yeah right um you know one of the first things that he said when you know george floyd passed away is why doesn't america love us too right that's one of the first things that he said and, and posted you know the picture of i can't breathe t-shirt you know and i mean that t-shirt was we've seen that a long time ago a few years back you know and we're we're bringing they brought attention to it back in the day and it's, it's still happening from such a powerful voice not yeah. only in the nba not only in the sports world but the entire world right everyone knows lebron james yeah and i also respect him because he called out drew Brees when drew Brees made that statement about the flag right and that he doesn't agree drew Brees doesn't agree that anyone would disrespect you know or, or to anyone who would disrespect the american flag i like right away lebron called them out i mean obviously a lot of athletes had to call out drew Brees and, and help educate drew Brees. again i love drew Brees also you know great quarterback hall of famer champion but what's so great is those type of comments are now being called out more now more than ever but it's not about calling them out it's about you don't understand the pain the suffering of the people that came before us had to go through to get us to this point and even to this point we're still going through it i know i just didn't understand the the reasoning behind why he would say something like that especially because he has linemen that are black like if, if, i mean michael just, thomas it, well yeah and just in general but they're 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 blocking him and he had the audacity to say something like that like if i was a lineman and i'm bitter about everything i'd be like hey you guys can go past me just knock the you know sack the hell I, out yeah, of yeah um, exactly I, yeah that i would i would have that bitterness because he's not really understanding me so it's very ironic that he he just he i mean did he really not think that he was going to get any backlash on that? that's that I, I just don't get it I, I think it's the uneducated you know aspect of drew Brees' comments right like and then he releases a statement and an apology a few days after right um in a video stating that i've spoken to my teammates you know my the team and i understand now what's happening like I have, I have a better understanding now and, and I want to be part of the solution. I'm an ally and I want to be part of the solution. And I commend okay. them for doing that. Okay. And he also, he also answered Donald Trump's tweet about him. I don't know if you knew that. No. So Donald Trump tweeted saying, you know, why did Drew Brees, you know, oh, I, 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 I applaud Drew Brees for speaking out about the flag, you know, and, and, I will not tolerate something in the lines of, you know, Trump saying he will not tolerate 
anybody respecting or disrespecting the American flag, right? Okay. And he was commending Drew Brees for speaking up about it. And then Drew, I think just yesterday, responds to President Donald Trump and says, Sir, we we need to get educated more. I didn't understand okay. what my black brothers were going through okay. until I said those comments. So, and he was calling out for Trump saying, I think we need to do more for them, you know? And did he respond to that? No, he did not. President Donald Trump has not responded to that, to, to, to my knowledge. Of course. Um, but, you know, so we, we, we see the positive tweets, you know, we see the positive, you know, um, information that our athletes are bringing forward to the world and letting everyone know, hey, there's a problem. You're either with us or against us. George Floyd's twin, one of his best friends is who? Do you know? No. Steven Jackson. You know who Steven Jackson is? NBA analyst yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah. You you like Steven Jackson. Yeah. He's played great career in the NBA. I was a big fan. I'm a big Indiana Pacers fan also. Reg Miller, shout out. Yeah. You know, but he's played for the, you know, but he was the one in the front lines letting everyone know if, if you know you either with us or you against us mm-hmm. you know and, and you could feel the pain right but he was also bringing awareness and i love how he brought up george's daughter you know and, and his shoulders and you know while she was you know kind of shouting you know my dad changed the world i mean which he did yeah. we, again we could talk about george's past or whatever we, we're not, we don't need to do that but the fact that you know he really did bring the kind of the, the the spark that kind of you know changed everything and, and made everybody feel comfortable to really talk about the injustices that's been going on for years and years and years right so you know other things that we could talk about is unfortunately with the good stuff there's also certain tweets that have gotten some backlash right and an example of you know an nba player that said something is michael porter jr that you know he plays for um he plays for the nuggets okay you know i think he's he's in his third year coming in his third year um but he got backlash for saying as much as you pray you know i think this was on his twitter account as much as you pray for george george's family you got to also pray for the police officers who are involved in this evil as hard as it is pray for them instead of hate them Pray that God changes their hearts. Hold on. So we're, you know, so when you hear that from an athlete, like how do you, how would you feel? Without find, without knowing any context prior to that tweet. He's saying pray for their evil. No, no, no. He said, gotta also pray for the police officers who were involved in this evil. As hard as it is, pray for them instead of, instead of hate them. I would just assume that he's just saying to give everybody forgiveness mm-hmm. that's what i would assume mm-hmm. but i i would i mean if he's a good christian man i understand mm-hmm. um but i think that yeah i could see a lot of backlash mm-hmm. in in that statement yeah i mean steven jackson called him out saying you know young blood like maybe you should shut up you know um yeah. calling him out for being someone privileged which I mean, he he didn't really grow up poor. I'll say that. Okay. You know, he yeah. went to the best prep school. Okay. Um, got recruited pretty nicely. 
you know, I mean, he's very talented. Very talented. You know, I wish the Clippers picked him up, you know. But it, it it's just one of those things where it's one of those wrong timing. I know what you meant. And I know you mean well. Like, your heart means really well. But it was just wrong timing. Drew Brees, same thing, right? Like, an educated response. But it's like, but you you meant well for the your country. You know, you meant well f- to stand up for what you believed in. Yeah. But you you missed the mark on you missed the mark on understanding at least at least recognizing the pain of your African American brothers and sisters that was going out to war with you every single Sunday out there. Yeah, it was it was just ignorance. Like you just you just you're not educating yourself. Exactly. Yes. Based off of what like how you grew up and and that. Yes. And one of the tweet, uh, Instagram posts that pissed me off, um, if I can talk about it, is um, this Malaysian former beauty queen. Okay. Uh, I think her name is Samantha. Samantha K. Tai. Okay. I think that's her Instagram name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what she is. This is what she said on, uh, on her story. She says this. I don't live in America. It has nothing to do with me. But to me... It seems like white, quote unquote, whites won. And then this emoji right here. Because if you're angry, you're, you respond in rage and anguish. That means it has power over you. They have power over you. And then, hold on. She said, to the black people. Oh my gosh. Relax. Take it as a challenge. It makes you stronger. You chose to be born as a colored person in America for a reason. To learn a certain lesson. Accept it as it is. Till now, hunger and poverty still exist. It is what it is. It's inevitable. Best you can do is remain calm. Protect heart. Don't allow it to crumble. That's your responsibility. Hold on. Not done. Of course, this is to the ones who understand this level and state of mind. Let me repeat that. Of course, this is to the ones who understand this level and state of mind. It's not for everyone. Everyone grows at a different rate. (laughs) I mean, like that is one of, if not the most ignorant things I've, I've heard an Asian person say. In regards to the matter. Here's the thing, like... Or anyone. If you are of Asian descent, um, I, I can speak on behalf of, like, Koreans in general. And they'll tell you that Korean people are probably one of the most racist. Um, in, in, like, it, it just... In, in the our, Asian... In, 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 in Korea. Korea. Like, I mean, being black in Korea, like, I, I feel really, really bad. I think there are a lot of Asian countries um, that have adapted... Like, I think Japan has done a great, a better job. I'm not a great job, but a, a better job. You know, China, Taiwan, all these other countries, but Korea specifically, man, they, they just are against like interracial dating and all that. And they still look down upon it. And this is like the older generation. I think the newer generation has really shifted. I'm very, very glad. But it's because of these reasons um, with protests and, and making people aware. And that's the reason why it's getting better. And maybe for her, she grew up, you know with obviously not a lot of black influence around her and that's why she's making these judgments it's not to justify 
her answer at all. What she said was really, really, you know, messed up. I'm, I'm just listening to it. Like, it's just, it's just one of those like dumb comments that someone makes and you're like, man, you are ignorant. I just have to ignore you. Like, that's just, I, when you're reading it, I, I didn't even know what to say. Like, I'm just baffled, you know? Um, and, and so it just shows you that a lot of the Asian communities need to be more aware as well too. Yeah, like out, exactly. out, in, out in Asia, they, they didn't live it. Um, you know, if we're saying that we didn't live it as well too, especially during that t during time, I mean, it, it, there needs to be more of an awareness. <laughs> I, I like how she goes. Asia. It has it's nothing just, to do with me. All right, but to me, it seems like the whites won. So I was. But actually, it has nothing to do with me. No, I was actually reading this morning too. So um there is a uh k-pop star or ex-k-pop star i'm not sure what what she is now um she's been touring in america amber lou she is from california she was in a, a group called fx and she was i mean um she was saying stuff about like how like we need to educate ourselves and all that stuff too but her fans actually like went against her on that and it was and, and this is what i mean that there's so much ignorance out in asia and around the world that that people just don't understand mm -hmm. and she's I'm, I'm very very glad that she stood up for for you know uh black lives matter and, and very very like thankful that she did that especially with her platform that she has and obviously for for her like she, i'm glad that she also wrote that she didn't care yeah. she didn't care if you if you guys didn't want to follow me because of what i believe i really don't care about about any of that stuff like i'm glad that she still stood up for that because what social media and all that does is it conforms you uh, to what you know other people say, and I'm so glad that she stood stood for um, you know what she believed in, you know. And she's she's here in Cali, like mm -hmm. she's been touring in the U.S. And I because of that reason too, like I've never really listened to like her K-pop stuff or anything like that. I support her a lot more, and, I, and I'd want to go to a show because of those reasons, because of what she stands for. So that's pretty cool stuff. I don't know. I think the the main word for me is empathy, right? It's, to me, it's it's two, actually it's two words. It's it's educate education and empathy. Yeah. Right. Like that's to me that's what sums it up for me. Yeah. Because, I mean, I came here uh, like around 2000 when I was like 13, right? Barely spoke English. Didn't really know what the culture is. Right. Grew up in the Bay for like a few months before moving down to SoCal. And I was my my first exposure really was minorities like my first the, the the first friends that i had that really brought me in um when i was having lunch by myself at car intermediate in santa Ana, was you know was my my boy juan like he, he was like hey you want to come eat here like so and from there my first african-american friend ever is charles and charles is part of my you know it's gonna be part of my court right like and me and Charles have a great relationship. I mean, he was going to do the show with us, you know, but, um, and I, I have, su you know, I have such like, and I grew up in hip hop. I grew up in R&B, you know, basketball, right? I mean, heavily influenced by our African-American brothers and sisters, right? And just that culture in itself, you know? So I was brought up with them, you know what I mean? And, and I, and, and I could always relate with them. You know, um, not so much about the pain that their past has, you know, they've gone through what they've gone through individually. But whenever they do talk about those certain things, I, I somewhat understand 
because I've kind of gone through similar items, but not to a deep rooted situation that they've gone through or what their families have gone through, you know? But I, I've always been taught by my parents to, hey, just educate yourself and, and empathize. Empathize with what they've gone through. You can't judge them because of what they've gone through, you know? And, you know, you, you just have to, you just have to learn their history. You have to learn, you know, why they think certain way and, 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 and why the society view them a certain way. It's because history taught us, you know, history has institu institutionalized the way we think of minorities. Yeah. You know, especially the African-American communities. Yeah. You brought up in the car um, uh, something about like K-pop and White Lives Matter. And I I didn't want to hear anything from you until we, we did this show. Um, I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. But I just kept telling you, don't don't tell me now. Like, let's do the show. And then like, I, I want to know about it during the show. Yeah. Because I know we have tendencies to just talk um, just like about everything and so uh, what what did that mean exactly so I, I didn't know this but I guess um, you know k-pop fans are known as k-pop stands k-pop stands yeah stands like a s-d-a-n-s stan like you know okay. stanley like like stand together I don't know stands um, the stands or stan s-t-a-n k-pop no you know but um, I guess yeah so okay, if, if you're a, a, a k-pop person if you guys can shoot us a DM and let us know yeah, what yeah, that yeah. actually means. Like, like I'm, I'm is it like a group? I, is it like a group? And I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I thought you knew. You, yeah. you know, you're, you're I'm the closest thing. American, but, you know, Korean American yeah. RB singer over here. But I, I have no clue yeah. what that means. K piece K pop stands. Anyways. Okay. Um so what ended up happening is for them um to sh to show the support and to you know to help with the entire movement. What they decided to do is um, they decided to infiltrate the hashtag white lives matter or I think blue lives matter, right? They decided to infiltrate it with um, <laughs> with fan camps of um, of all these K-pop singers. So like their videos. <laughs> So if you actually hashtag, <laughs> if you hashtag right now, if you're on your phone, if you hashtag white lives matter, please tell me what you see real quick. Because so in reality, if you, if you hashtag white lives matter, what would you see? I'm asking you, what, what would you assume you would be seeing if you hashtag white lives matter, Genu? White supremacists. Right, white supremacists, right? You would see white supremacist posts. But what is the first things you see when you hashtag white lives matter? <laughs> see Sailor Moon. All right, a uh, bunch of K-pop stuff, bunch of K-pop videos, right? Crazy, you got a lot of BTS on. You here. got a lot of BTS in there, you know. What What does that have to do with White Lives Matter? Please tell me. Nothing. That is hilarious. Uh, that's pretty awesome, though. Right. You said, you said Blue Lives Matter. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, one of the things here is to send what, them what all. What does that mean? Blue Lives Matter. Um, not sure, really. Okay. Um. Send them all. Make their jobs as hard as possible. Get them frustrated. Make them take down the app. That was on Twitter. Who 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 started this then? Was it um I don't like, know, some fan? It was just a fan? <laughs> the, it says here the radicalization of the stands seems to have begun on May 31st, which was about a week ago, when the Dallas Police Department tweeted a request for users to submit videos of illegal protest activity on Twitter. 
or their own iWatch app. So what they decided to do is infiltrate just to make sure that cops wouldn't be there for the protest. So I get what I get what they were doing. But also it's like what if those protests turn violent? So I got to play devil's advocate. Like like what if those protests turn really violent and people got killed? You just made it hard for police officers to assist in 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 possibly creating order or safety for the community. So that yeah, very that's, small. that's up for debate. Exactly. I, so the Blue Lives Matter is, is based off the police. That's why it's Blue Lives Matter um, when I looked that up. But yeah, I mean, that's that's up for debate because obviously this is the whole issue was based off of police brutality. So how safe can a, a, a minority or, or you know, a black person on the street really feel safe when there is an actual cop? That you're not even sure if you're gonna but be it's, safe around. Isn't if, it so funny what you saw? Yeah, no, that that that's insane. That's insane. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna come back and Migs, I want to ask you some questions. Uh, maybe you can you can think about it during the break. Um, on what needs to happen? What in your thoughts? This is after gonna this. Be good. Yeah, after this whole uh, protest, and there's some policies that are gonna be in place what should actually happen do these policies actually work and so when we come back we'll talk about those things you are listening to kickspot you are listening to kickspot and we're back here at the kickspot and before the break we talked about some stuff happening currently in the present some of uh, celebrities and athletes social, mostly and athletes athletes yeah. and how social media really takes a part yep um in in you know freedom of speech really yep and um our thoughts on it so if you want to just you know go back and listen to um the previous segment um so what what i really want to talk to you about migs is what do we do now right because obviously like my, my thought is if there aren't certain measures in place that this is just going to continue like I brought up, you know, when I lived in St. Louis, um, you know, Michael Brown will always be engraved. I bought this t-shirt. I had to wear it today. It's like stand up, you know, Ferguson for Ferguson. Right. And, um, you know, when I bring that up, when I moved back to LA and I, I brought up, um, you know, I lived there during Michael Brown. I bring that up cause it, it was, a it was a harsh reality and there was a lot of racism that was happening during that time afterwards after that happened you know uh trump was running for office as well too so the racism out there was even more heavy right mm -hmm. um but i bring that up in in la and people are like michael who mm -hmm. and i'm like man there's such i mean it's been about five years now since um is it just that's is that just when you bring it up did, did you only bring it up to a certain de demographic or did you like how often were you bringing it up it was it was just like you know what were you doing out in st louis and you know people bring that up and you know randomly i would bring up you know so i was there during like michael brown and you know everybody in st louis is always going to re remember michael brown everybody's going to remember what happened in ferguson and it was just ironic that like it, when i talk to people in the midwest and i talk about michael brown they're like oh man you lived through that and when I bring it up here, people are like, who's Michael Brown? Like, can, can you remind me who Michael Brown is? And, and with this whole George Floyd thing, if there isn't something in place for the future, that is what I'm afraid of. You know, you have all these people, you know, that got killed uh, with police brutality and I just don't want their names to be lost. 
and we have to figure out some some other way to make sure that this doesn't happen again, right? So I'm curious to ask, and we're not going to have all the answers, right? No, we're not. <laughs> so I'm curious to ask your thoughts on what should happen in the future. What should happen? It should, I mean, I think it should already be happening, but it's not happening. And I'll, again, you know, I'll, I'll try to keep it brief and, and simple. Man, my, my hamstring just, just hurts. <laughs> but um, I think in all seriousness, I, I, I think there's a lack of leadership in, in our country right now. Um, I think I just feel like President Trump should be doing a lot more, a lot more voicing his, you know, his support for the black community and really being an advocate to bringing some sort of political reform and, and, and justice to what has happened in the recent events with George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, you know, like there's just, it just doesn't seem like he's very supportive in the, in these issues. He cares more about his reelection at this point. And, and again, to the listeners out there, this is my opinion, right? This is my thoughts in my head, you know? This is how I see certain things. I just feel like he's more concerned about his reelection and how the economy is doing. Again, if it has something to do with helping my stocks, I'll be more than happy to listen to President Trump. Yeah, so, so what do you think should be done? What What is your, your take? Like, do you want new political leaders? Do you, like, because that's what I'm, I'm taking it, it right now is that you want new political leaders to take in place. I just want new leaders that does not. That oh, I'm sorry. I just want new leaders that will finally change something in the justice system of the United States of America on how, you know, we're we're viewing people just based on the color of their skin or their or their presumed ethnicity. Do you, you know? think that pre- uh, former President Obama, when he was there, that that that, that changed? I, I I mean I I think he tried to bring the change, you know. I mean, because po- police brutality was still going on. Hmm? So poli- yeah, of course, police brutality yeah, was still going on. on. So even just having like my my thought is like even with um, a politician, a new politician in place, like. I don't think that that would really solve like the future and, and like i said i don't really know the answer um you, know, you have the uh mayor ballet mayor garcetti um allocating the lapd budget um offering 150 million dollars to like low-income communities right and i still think that that's not going to help right it's, it's a good start it's a good intent it was like when the stimulus package was, was sent out it was like, hey, I'm just going to send out the stimulus package immediately without thinking about the repercussions of what's really going to happen. But I don't, I just don't think $150 million out of an actual, actual, from an actual $3 billion budget, you know, the LAPD gets $3 billion. So and how, how much, how much does it go to LAPD? $3 billion. 
is to LAPD and 150, he's going to cut the, the budget 150 million to low income communities. Okay. So there's, I mean, it's just it, like, if you look at it from that perspective, a, a very small percentage um, will get funded into the low income communities, but still brings up my point earlier about disparity. Yeah, it just, it just still just doesn't seem like it's enough. So I guess that's, that was my question was like knowing that the mayor is also trying to take a part in that I still don't think is enough. But is there anything else that, that should happen? Yeah, I think I think we need to really start educating from from kindergarten or even probably possibly even before that, you know, more history of segregation, discrimination, racism and, and really bringing light. And 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 so kids in the future and, and now can start thinking about what changes could possibly we make right because one of the changes when president obama was you know in office was the formation of black lives matter black lives matter was formed when president obama was in office right and again that's you know you asked me that earlier that's the first step right it, they they brought in more awareness to what's been happening but even again, President Obama only has X amount of time to really change certain things. And then another person came in, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. And that person, unfortunately, I mean, I, I get it. He's handling two certain things right now, right? President yeah. Donald Trump's handling COVID and handling racism in America. Two tough issues to deal with. Well, the, the, the COVID thing, also racism towards Trump. It's Asian people, so... Did he do anything about that? They they correlate together, in my opinion. Exactly. racism. Right, so our our people, right? Like, Filipinos, Asians, right? I mean, we were were bashed because they thought that we, you know, just because we looked a certain way, they thought that we were carrying the virus. You know, there were a lot of beatings, you know, towards towards Asians, you know? Again, I can't compare that to our African-American, you know, community and what they've gone through for ages for 400 years right and my point is if you ask me what needs to be done i think to me if i'm gonna keep it very simple i i can't come up with policies and i can't come up with actual radical solutions however i think education and just leadership and and leader and, and leaders really bring into effect policies that would change the justice department right defunding you're saying defunding the police department right LAPD because they're getting paid 3 billion dollars so so yeah the 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 150 million dollars it gets allocated towards the low income communities how would you disperse that and what would you do to make sure that this doesn't happen I would disperse into schooling, you know. I would make sure that poor neighborhoods, you know, get most of that in order, you know, use it to create more businesses for for those individuals. You know, unfortunately, the United States of America has created this thing called redlining, right, where they've segregated a certain part of a community because they're poor, right? So, you know, investing into more of those, um, putting more money, but 150 million doesn't seem like a lot, bro. Yeah. Um, here is my my take on it. Um, my take is that 150 million dollars is a start, but it's not going to do anything. 
and the reasoning being is like let's just let's just like think about it like you're investing money into a low-income community what does that actually mean is it based off of education like you, you you fund education and what does that actually do like you, you look at it now too like people aren't necessarily concentrating that, that doesn't mean that people are really understanding each other because i could learn through school but there's a lot of stuff that i forgot but the things that I've really taken value in is my experience, right? So I think one of the resolutions, which I don't think will ever get passed, is by telling politicians, whether you're, whether it's your, your president, um, your local mayor, or you know, uh, the governor, to make it mandatory for businesses to have a certain percentage of people within your business, right? Um, so let's say that I'm an all white business to make sure that there's a certain percentage allocated towards the black community, um, a certain percentage for Asians, a certain percentage for, for Latinos. And, and that obviously is gonna be hard because it's like, you know, what if you can't find those people? But if you were to get somebody within the same resume, one that's black and one that's white, Typically, you're going to go for the person that's white, right? If you're white, you know, you're looking at it. If someone has a certain type of name, you're going to choose the one that sounds more white. That's just that's just how we live and that's just reality. But what if you were to just hire the other person that has the same same resume, right? Because what they're going to end up doing is they're going to be in that business and you learn to talk to them. You, you learn about their history, you learn some of the habits that they have, right? Let's say that someone has to ride the bus to work. What well, that that's like, you know, I've, I've, you know, within the business that we did uh, back in the day, door to door sales, you know, I had someone that I was picking up in West Covina, came from a low income community. And, you know, I learned a lot throughout that, you know, an hour and a half, two hour drive, um, from, you know, from West Covina down to, you know, Culver City and then back. And it gave me a, another appreciation for that, you know, that community. It was a different perspective, something that I wasn't used to. But what if you made it mandatory for businesses to actually, you know, have people of different color within the business? Do I think it's ever going to pass? No, because people are going to bring up like the whole, you know, um, equality. You know, they're going to say, you know, well, this person and this person had the same resume um, or they're going to bring up this person was a better qualified candidate. Why? Because this person came from a quote unquote better school. You know, if you're in a low income community, you're kind of stuck there. Right. So that, that that's like one thing that I would want politicians to really pose is to make sure that businesses of all, let's say, a white business make it mandatory that they have to have a certain percentage of minorities in there. Never going to happen in my opinion. Right? Mm -hmm. um, um, I know that there's like tax breaks. So there's something called WOTSI, Workers Opportunity Tax Credit Set, um, that I think needs to get changed for businesses um, to, to affect more of the minority community. There's um, get a tax breaks. Um, it's, I think it's up to $9,600 uh, per employee uh, it, but it, they have to qualify, right? And so some of the qualifications are really mainly for like veterans and, you know, 
stuff like that. And you, it, it also qualifies for if you, you know, have food stamps and stuff like that, but it should be more catered towards like the minority crowd, right? Um, so that's a small percentage. The last thing I think that should get imposed is uh, social security. Social security really needs to change and it's been cha changed somewhat, right? But to bring back the history behind social security, why was it made? It was made after the Great Depression um, in, I believe, 1935, when um, the president during that time, Franklin Roosevelt, was like, what can we do to better the economy, to, to give people a security? And it was the, during the baby boomers, right? So what ended up happening was that he said, you know what, let's allocate a certain percentage of the funds um, from work, and then you know, you'll have quote unquote retirement, and you'll get it at the age of 65. But what people don't really realize is that the average lifespan during that time in 1935 was around 60. So majority of those people weren't necessarily seeing the money. Now, if you think of fast forward now, the average lifespan I think is around like 79. Um, yeah, it, we're healthier, right? Is it quote unquote healthier? Yeah. So it, it lifespan has increased in the baby uh, boomer, um, you know, obviously now are, now are able to collect uh, the, um, the social That's security. Great. But how is social security based on? It's based on your work, right? How much money that you are making during that time. Now, if you're in a low income community, the probability of you making a lot less money than somebody that's white, you already gave the statistic, right? What was that 41,000 for an average black black family? Is that what it was? That's the median income. That's a, that's a median, right? So just imagine how much money a black community is actually making. And then once they retire, the social security is a lot lower than somebody that's retiring in a white white family. Yeah, so they, stay, white community. In, they stay in those poor neighborhoods. So they stay there and they're stuck there. And so if a politician is really listening, they need to change how social security is really allocated. And I don't think a lot of people really look at that. People always say, well, there's not enough money in social security. And, and it is what it is. But the low income communities aren't necessarily wreaking the benefits of something that's supposed to make them retire. There's some, some of them are actually living below the poverty line because they weren't given an opportunity to make a lot more money. So I'm very, very like, it just, it just irritates me that the people that are running aren't necessarily looking at these policies. And something needs to change. $150 million in a low-income community is, is is a start. It's not the, the end of all means. It's just a start. But hopefully they have some smart people that they're partnering up within the community to really guide them on the history on how to move forward. Right? And, and you know what? And I completely agree with that. And that's, I think, the beauty of what we're doing is you and I, you know, as, as besties are, are able to just talk about this thing. And, uh, you know, the thing is, it's like, this is the stuff that we talk about in the car when we're driving somewhere, we're about to go to lock and key. Like, this is stuff we <laughs> actually talk about, you know, before we turn up, you know? But it's one of those things where I just love the fact that we're able to do this and, you know, we're able to kind of give our two cents and we're not afraid to give our two cents you know yeah. uh which is very refreshing um 
Because to be honest, I don't really care what people think regarding our stuff. You know, because this, these are our thoughts. Yeah. You know, and also one of the things, you know, and I'm going to bring it back to the first thing I said during the show was we wanted to bring more awareness because the world that we live in right now, unfortunately, if I was to raise a kid, I would have, like, I would be scared as hell right now to know that this is possibly what they could, you know, they could see when they step out of the house, right? So the best thing for me is we need to keep educating all the powerful voices out there. You need to speak up, right? Some are speaking up, right? People need to speak up more, you know? And, and when you mean speak up to like, I, for me, I don't care if you view our thoughts as the opposite perspective. Um, I would want those people to speak as well too, because I think that they also it have. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that they have rights to speak on whatever they they need to speak about, and as long as they're able to open their mind as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Because truly, like I wanna, I, I I didn't understand why I lost so many followers from posting something that I believed in, and. Did they understand where I'm coming from? Probably not. They just saw a post and then all of a sudden it, it was the end of all means and they just can't right. follow me anymore. Right. I'd want to know from those people exactly the reasons why. Well, that's what education brings, right? Education brings open-mindedness. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, that's why people need to speak up because when people speak up, you learn certain things. You learn how people think. You learn how people speak. You learn, you learn their body language. You learn their history right in order for you to make a decision on what you want to say or what you want to do next right that's why i'm saying people that have powerful influences out there you know like very powerful influences please help make a change yeah you know please you know please you know make sure that you support the right cause you know so do you think that if the right politicians were in place I'm sorry, what? If, right politician? Sounds like an oxymoron to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think that racism will end? <laughs> it's that's a that's a loaded question, fam. I mean, I don't know if it'll end. Um, but there'll be more reform on certain things more than ever. Um, I don't think it'll end. I think there are still going to be white supremacists out there and, you know, people that are just like left, um, what, what do they call it? Like left um, protesters. Left wing? Yeah, like left wing, like, you know, protesters. I forgot what the term was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just if the right people are in charge, I mean, that's the perfect world, right? I don't know when we're going to yeah. get to that point. I don't think that racism will ever end. I um, I think that there's always going to be a community of some sort that people are oh, always that's going, I mean. going to uh, exactly. hate against. I remember watching, um, I used to follow uh, Kev Jumba, he, a past YouTuber, and uh, one of my favorite... Um, but I need the haters though, you know? No, no, I, one of my favorite videos I ever watched was him talking about like using M&Ms as an example. Mm -hmm. And he was like eating M&Ms and he was like, well, I don't want to eat you because you're red uh, M&M or, you know, and then he brought up like 
you know, everybody's like, you know, the same in the inside, you know, it's just, you know, just eating chocolate. But he brought up like, you know, interracial dating. It's like if you if they're more like interracial dating, then you can't really figure out exactly who that person is. So you can't really say like, well, I hate you. Uh, what are you? Dark skin, light skin, like, you know, but it just fast forward now i still think that there's going to be some type of racism in oh, the yeah. future and 100%. unfortunately that 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 sucks but you know just to kind of like cover well, um, we can make a change yeah yeah i was gonna say just just for everybody that's listening or even watching i think the overall message is really just to open your mind and really just to educate yourself in the future i don't believe that racism is ever going to end but just be aware of what is going on, the surroundings, and don't be ignorant to the fact that like you're just living your life the way that you want to live it. People, and you never know how much of an influence that other people are going to have around you, or how much influence and, you have individually. Yeah, you just absolutely. don't know how big your voice is. Yeah, and and how we could all grow together. Um, but just please be aware because the future within, like even the millennial generation, the Gen X or the Gen Zs, like coming up, like you guys also have a voice and as long as it's you know used to good use you know our our world without politicians could be in a better position you know so that's just my my two cents there 100 percent, sir 100 yeah so um we're just gonna end this uh segment um obviously our condolences to george floyd and uh, his entire family um and everybody that's been uh impacted mm-hmm. um yeah, even the, the the people that didn't necessarily get the media coverage, um, and you know, police brutality is happening in your communities. Condolences to everybody there, and hopefully that we can all uh, move forward um, and figure out some type of solution. And uh, yeah, if you guys have any comments um, or you know things that you disagree on, um, you know, feel free to to message us um, on our Instagram. Gina will answer. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. One of us will answer, uh, but our Instagram is the underscore kickspot. Um, we're also here um, at the radio station one hundred six point three FM uh, HE two Santa Ana. We're also on Spotify and all these um, you know online uh, streaming platforms, um, as well as our YouTube. Um, it's called Kickspot, obviously. But yeah, just feel free to message us. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, let us know your concerns. Let us know that you disagree with us, and we're or agree with us or agree with us. Yeah, um, we're obviously open-minded, and um, you know, you never know. Maybe you'll come on the show here, and you can express exactly yeah. what you want to express. Exactly. And, you know, that 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 would be a, a great show to have for everybody to learn your perspective. So E L E. What is what does that mean? E L E. Everybody love everybody. That's right, baby. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody. Later. Thank you for listening to KickSpot.